Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Somebody say grace. grace. Come on, say it. Say it with your chest. Come on, say grace. grace. Say it one more time. Say grace. It's God's grace. His supernatural enablement. God's grace. You don't know how you don't know how you do what you do with what you have. I can explain it. It's grace. Somebody tell the Lord, thank you for grace. People with your background and your pedigree and your level of education and all the mistakes you made, look at where they are versus where you are. And you can say nothing but God, it's God, it's your grace. It's your fortification in me. That you didn't take me out of it. You allowed me to go through it. God, I thank you. For grace. It's his grace. It wasn't because you were so good. I needed you to get through so I could get my glory. I needed you to come out on top. So that my name wouldn't look bad. Somebody say grace. It is the grace of God. I want to talk for the next couple of weeks about shades of favor. Somebody say shades of favor. Whenever we talk about favor, we're always talking about it in in the contemplation of, uh, I I got this unexpected check in the mail. Or or God uh, changed the heart and the mind of somebody. That, that, That is favor. That's favor as we know it. But there are shades and shadow of grace that we don't give God credit for. God said that if you acknowledge me in the shadows and the shades of my grace, you can then learn to accept and expect my real grace and my real favor. And so today we're going to talk about the favor of grace. Tell somebody grace is favor. People try to mix them up like they're together. They're not. They are separate and apart. There is grace and then there is favor. God said there is a favor of grace that I have I have poured out amongst my children. Tell somebody that you already have. But you can't activate it until you acknowledge it. Amen. Let's read some scripture. If everybody was standing, then I'll let you sit down and then I'll work a little bit. Lamentations, the third chapter. 
Lamentations, this is an often book that people don't even think about, that people skip over. Lamentations means to, to, to meditate, to, to lament over something. These are, these are prayers and these are, are chants that people would write in the Bible. These are songs that they would meditate and they would murmur inside their spirit time after time until it becomes meat. Sometimes sometimes we need to get a good, a good song, a good melody in our head and sing it over and over until it becomes life to us. Somebody say lamentation. It means to lament. It means to think over a thing. It means to mold over it. It means to murmur, to, to keep singing a thing over and over until it becomes reality. Sometimes, how many know sometimes you got to speak a thing until it becomes a thing? God wants us to lament over his word. And the writer says this in Lamentations, the third chapter, 19 verse. It says, remember my affliction and my wanderings the wormwood and the gall. Listen to this. My soul continually remembers it and is bowed down with me. But this I call to mind. Therefore, I have hope. How many know our hope has to be in God the Father? Here's, here's what his hope is. That the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases God I can stop there and I've already preached the steadfast how many know that God's love is steadfast it's unmovable that even though we walk away even though we try to make him look bad even though we, when we renege on our promises the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases his mercies never come to an end anybody thankful that his mercy never runs out oh my God I don't know about y'all, but I messed up. I, I, I ain't got no fingers and toes how many times I messed up. But his mercy never runs out. That I could have given you judgment. I could have allowed you to catch AIDS. I could have allowed you to, to have that heart attack even though you abused your body. I could have. But my mercy stepped in and became your stepped in and became your defense attorney and said, God, they are guilty as two left shoes. But I present the faultless blood of Jesus as atonement for what they've done. So even though you're guilty, I won't charge you for it. His mercies never come to an end. It is endless. It is eternal. His mercies never come to an end. The Lord is my portion. If we can learn to say, God, I'm satisfied because you are my portion. And when I get you, I've got everything. Somebody say, Lord, you are my portion. I know that sounds like old school talk, like, like a mother that got white stockings, but I'm telling you, God, if you, you would be chasing after every Tom, Dick, and Harry and Mary if you were resolved in the fact that, God, you are my portion. We, would, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't set ourselves up to be, to, be, to be used and abused and manipulated people if we were satisfied in the fact that, God, you are my portion. I find satisfaction. I find completion in you. 
so I don't have to go in debt and buy a new car to make me feel some kind of way. I don't have to, I don't have to put myself in debt. I don't, I don't have to act like this and post stuff that's not real on Facebook. I ain't got to be, be fronting for people and trying to get clout because you are the only thing that satisfies. You are my portion. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. How many of you have, how many of you have ever had misdirected and misplaced hope? God said, if you hope in me, I will never disappoint you. Because my grace is sufficient. You may be seated. Real quick. I'm going to talk about grace, but I'm going to entitle today's message, Margin of Error. Somebody say margin. Margin of Error. Now, for the, for the, for the sake of conversation, let's talk about what margin of error is. Margin of error is an amount that is allowed for in case of miscalculation, or a change in circumstances. I'm going to say that again. It is an amount that is accounted for in case of a miscalculation. How many of you ever miscalculated some things in life? <laughs> you thought he was the one. Somebody say miscalculation. You thought she was the one. She had all the curves in all the right places, but somebody say miscalculation. You thought this job was the one. You looked at all the money and the thing and the purse they, they, they promised you, but somebody say miscalculation. You put your money in this. Somebody told you, man, this investment is going to double and blah, blah, blah. You made a miscalculation. How many know when we trust in, when we trust in our emotions and, and when we're operating, the Word of God tells us to be, always be sober in our minds. How many know you can be drunk in your mind? You can be drunk without drinking wine. You can be high without smoking something. You can, you can be intoxicated by a lust, by a lust to be successful, by a lust to show somebody I can make it without you. And, and, and whenever we make an emotional decision, we make a miscalculation. But God is saying that even when you get in miscalculation and when you get, whenever you do something wrong or you do it with the wrong intention, if you turn your heart back to me, there is a margin of error. That margin of error is the grace of God. How many know we're about to get in the silly season of politics? We are testament, we are already in it, ain't we? But, 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 if, but if, if, if you realize whenever they say a poll where, where th this candidate is, is, is leading is in Wisconsin and this one is leading in there, if you look down at the bottom at the small print, they'll say a margin of error of 3.5%. Meaning that, that it could swing this way or it could swing that way. But they're leaving themselves a little slack. Somebody say margin of error. I would dare say to you, a, 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 a major league baseball player, you would think the hundreds of millions of dollars that they get paid, that every time they step up to the plate, they're knocking it out the park. Do you realize that a baseball player that only hits the, hits the ball 30% of the time 
gets paid hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, if the, if the pitcher throw it three times, you're going to only hit it three. I don't know any other profession where you can, you can be right 30% of the time and still get paid millions. But margin of error. And, I, I, and I'm talking about these, these, these errors in life so you can understand but you can bring it over to the spirit. I'm not, am, I, am I saying no? Don't try our best and don't put our best foot forward? No, I'm not. But what I'm saying is sometimes we feel like we can't do anything for God unless it's imperfection. We're like, if I don't do it like this, if I don't say it like this, and then we let a spirit of discouragement come over us, and because it didn't turn out perfect, and did it, because it didn't come, turn out the way that, that, that I, I, I fathom in my mind, God, I ain't going to trust you because it's, but it, but it, uh, because it's not perfect. When God is saying the only one that walked perfect was Jesus. And God said, wherever you come up short, When I told you to do it, I already calculated the margin for your error. I know that you are imperfect. I know that you are subject to be run by your emotions. I'm sub- I know that you, you're subject to be overcome with fear because, because we hold this truth in our earthen vessel. And sometimes we can trust more than what we see and what we feel and what we know than what, than, than what God has told us in our spirits. And so God's saying, I have given you grace to close up that gap. Somebody say margin for error. Real quick, real quick, real quick. 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. God is talking to Paul and Paul saying, God, there's a thorn in my flesh. There was a thorn in my flesh. There was something that is pestering me out of all that I've done, out of all the churches I've started, out of all the missions that I've been on, out of all the churches that, that I have helped. And I've wrote, written epistles to them and I've helped them. And I'm doing all this yet and still, God, this thing is still pastoring me. Would you take it away? And the Bible says that that, that Paul asked God, would you take this thing away? He, He asked him three times. God didn't say nothing the first two. After the third one, he said this. He said this in nine. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect. Your weakness. I'm going to say that again. His power is perfected in your shortcomings. His power is perfected in your inability to get it done. His power is perfected well, I thought God was perfect, yes, but the, but the full measure of his grace shows up when we bring our inabilities to him. So God said, I'm not going to take it away. You're going to learn to do what I called you to do with it in your side. Because if everything was perfect, I wouldn't get full glory. y'all y'all don't consider a movie a good movie unless unless the unless the subject of the movie the main character goes through something like this boring they ain't going through it. everything's going in a straight line he meets girl he marries girl 2.3 kids and a dog and everything no 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 everything 
don't know everything don't start out ha- happily ever after God said you got to go through some things you got to have some scars you got to have some thorns in your side you've got to have some haters you've got to have some closed doors you've got to have some doors slammed in your face because if it was a straight line people would say oh that was because of you that because you knew somebody that because of who you know that because of your degree God said no at the end of the day I will get my glory if you got to go through with a limp, you're going through. <laughs> if you gotta, if you got to go through with scars and, and scabs all over you, it's a testimony that I made it here, but it wasn't easy. People envy you where you are, but they don't know what you went through to get where you are. People envy say, if I had your hand, I could win. Let me tell you what it took to get my hand. I went through some sleepless nights. I went through some closed doors. I went through people lying and scandalizing my name. And I'm here only by the grace of God. See, grace keeps you humble. He realizes that it, it, it is not God that made me. It is not me. I didn't make myself. It's God that made me. It is God that gave me the power. It is God. I, you don't know how many times I wanted to give up. You don't know how many times I wanted to say, you know what, let somebody else preach. I don't feel like doing it today. But the grace of God steps in. How many times I wanted to fill my car with a gas full of a, a tank full of gas and drive until it ran out? But grace pulled me back to my senses. Grace brought me back into alignment. Now you go ahead and get that out your system, and when you through, I'll be waiting right here with grace. For my grace is sufficient. He told Paul, it's enough. Deal with it. My grace is enough. If I never heal you, my grace is enough. If you never live on a house on a hill, my grace is enough. If you never get married, my grace. Somebody say, God is enough. enough. For my note takers, don't let perfection be enemy of the good. Let me explain that. So many times we're in a quest for what perfection looks like, that we overlook the good that God has already done. I ain't going to be satisfied unless it looked like this. Unless it looks like this, unless unless it walks like this, unless it's this tall, and unless it comes in this color and this shade, I'm not gonna be satisfied. And we'll and we'll find scripture for it. But how many know we got to rightly divide and apply apply scripture? Some of the times we can be so in quest and so lustful over a perfect outcome that we don't look at what God has already done. How he's already kept you. How he's already made you a wonder. How he's already plucked you out. How he's already made you uh, stand out amongst your peers. That's the reason we would say it a couple minutes ago. Let's thank God. Because it could have been another way. 
Matter of fact, it should have been another way. But the grace of God. I don't know about you, but I deal with perfection issues because I like things right. I don't like stuff halfway done. I like things right. Sometimes my wife got to remind me, baby, don't forget what God has already done. Can you look at your shoulder where you came from? And sometimes in our quest for perfection, we show God ungratefulness. Oh, we, we, this is the week of Thanksgiving, is it not? We can, we, we can, our hearts and our minds are not fixed on what God's going to do next because we're looking at the now and it doesn't look like the end product. I've done this much. I've put this much time in. I've, I've went to school. I've studied. I've done all the requisite things. Well, God said there is still a need for you just to wait on me. And I'm not this yet, Lord, and I'm not that. He said, that's fine. My grace is made perfect in your weakness this is what he says Psalm the 51st chapter 14 verse he says deliver me from my blood guiltiness oh God oh God of my salvation my tongue will sing aloud for your righteousness oh Lord open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise for you will not delight in sacrifice or I would give it you will not be pleased with the burnt offering the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a contrite heart. God, you will not despise it. What am I saying? I got a companion scripture. James 4 and 6 says this. It says, and he gives grace generously as the scriptures say, but he opposes the proud. One of the spirits God has really a real disdain for is a proud and haughty spirit. That sense of perfection, I'm going to talk on me. I ain't going to talk about you, I'm going to talk about me. And if you identify me, just shake your head. You ain't got to wave your hand. My sense of perfection. How many, how many perfectionists we got in the room? Come on, come on. Let's, 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 let's just be honest. Your sense in your quest for per- perfection, if you be honest, it's rooted in pride. It's rooted in pride. Because you're concerned on how this thing going to make me look. So you will slice and dice people around you and you will talk evil and you will be, I'm talking about what I've done. I'm, I'm talking about that you, 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 will, you will not give grace to others because they don't see it through the same spectrum that you do. And so you, you, you'll cut people, you'll treat people as disposable. And I'm telling you, it comes from a spirit of pride. And when God said, I've got grace and I've got grace that is overflowing and it is generous, but I oppose oppose prideful people he didn't say he didn't say in his word that he didn't say in his word that I just won't help 
people who are prideful. Word of God said he opposes them. Meaning that when you get in the spirit of pride, you literally set the stage for God to be working against you. Oh, is, it, is anybody learning thing today? You said, God said, if you don't get that pride out of you, the reason he hates a prideful spirit, because that is the same spirit that Lucifer had when he said the deadly I wills. I will ascend to the mountain of the most high God. I will, I will, I will. And God hated that prideful spirit so much. You can't even be in my presence. And so you wonder, like, it seems like God is in good. God just might be against you. Because you got a spirit of pride. Everything, all roads lead to you and how it makes me feel and how it makes me look and how it, how it makes me appear. I, I can't trust you because you're going to make me look bad. When if you do the right things and you let people have your heart and you let people see what you see and if you give people grace, we want grace, but we don't want to give it. Oh. God said, I've got grace in abundance for the ones who are humble. <laughs> but the one that is prideful, God said, I oppose you. I am not, not only am I not on your side, I'm rooting against you. That's what the word says. God said he hates a prideful spirit. But look at this. He said, I oppose the proud, but I give grace to the humble. If we've been wanting God to close some gaps, check your humility. Check your motive. We all want to win, but why do you want to win? all want to be successful but why do you want to be successful is it so God that you can get glory is it so God so I can I can usher people into you oh you want to you want to get you want the six-figure income in the corner office but why do you want it what do you plan on doing are you being faithful in little so he can bless you with much or you do you, uh, do you want to roll around in your Maserati and, and make sure when you when you pull up when you pull up to the stoplight everybody can see you when you're looking around what is your motive for what you want John 10 and 10 said he come to you might have life and life more abundantly. That's God's will. But what is your motive? What is your why? What is your why? And I want everybody to ask yourself this question on this week. God, what? I, I want God. God, you give me the desires in my heart. We'll find scripture. But why do you want it? Is there some pride attached? Say, God, I'm a servant of yours. The humble are the only ones going to be exalted. The pride and pride goes before a fall. So if I was the devil, I would get you caught up in how it's going to make you look. If I were the devil, I would get you looking at other people's lanes. See, there are the proud in this room, and then there, and then there are the insecure in this room. And the insecure look at other people and say, if I had it like this, and if I had it like that, and so I'm going to mimic this, and I'm going to copy that, and I'm going to do it too, Punchinella. I can do it just like you. And if I do what you've done, I can do it better than you. If I take your, your recipe and I add my salt and my paprika, I can make it taste better than yours. Well, God said, God said, I ordered the steps of a good man and a good woman, but 
your steps are not your sister's steps. And your steps are not your grandma's steps. And your steps are not your enemy's steps. God said, I've got a plan. And I've got a route just for you. But when you're trying to outdo your neighbor, you are lifted up in pride. I said, I'm not going to help you. Because your motives are wrong. Oh, God, I hope y'all still can eat turkey this week. Oh, God. God said, I can't give you any margin for error. I can't give you any grace. I can't give you, I got to be strict with you. I've got, I got to be almost legalistic with you. Because I can't help you because you're lifted up in pride. And my word says, I, I, I got to oppose you. I've got to oppose you. I can't help you. How many of y'all need the help of God in this room? Well, God said, the only way I can help you if you come in a state of humility. And the, and the need for God's grace said, God, I can't do this in my own power. I can't do this in my own strength. I need you to anoint me. I need you to pour all on me. And we're trying to do the work of the Lord. We're trying to raise our families. We're trying to do what God has called us to do. But we don't have no oil. We don't have the oil of grace. He said we could come boldly before the throne of the Lord and obtain mercy in the time of need. How many need him in this place? But before you come to the throne, nobody approaches the king without first bowing and submitting. You come to the king in humility. If you came to the king in pride, you were subject to get your head cut off. And yet still, we wake up every day with a prideful spirit and we expect the king to do something. God, forgive us for coming to you with a prideful spirit. God, forgive us for taking your call that you put in our hearts it, robbing it, and perverting it like it's our mission. God said, I, I need you, to, I need some submission to my mission. Sub, meaning under. Mission, meaning the work. Get under the work. God, I realize that I may just be a toenail. I may just be a fingernail. I may be an earlobe in the body, but my job is to do my, my, my work and my mission is to do my job when it's my time to do my job. Contrary to what we, what we think and we believe, God is not our come up. Oh, God, why am I saying all this? So many times we want to use God like we use people and we're using God for the come up. And God knows what's in your heart. It's saying, even though I spoke it to you, I can't manifest it in your life because you're trying to use me just like you use everybody else. And if it's anybody that's going to do the using, it's me. I am God. I'm the one that used your life. I gave you the breath, so I require some of that breath to advance my kingdom. Unless you come through humility. I can't make it happen. Somebody say margin for error. Pride says, even though I need you, I don't want you. I'm going to say that again. Pride says, even though I need you, God, I don't want you. I need you to give me what I need, but I don't want you. 
How many of us would stay in a relationship? We'd be foolish if we stayed in a relationship with somebody that needed us, but they let you know that they don't want you. Nobody in their right mind would stay in a relationship. Nobody in their right mind would pick up for somebody that only call you when they want something. But they don't show you that they need you. They don't show you that you're important. They don't show you that you're valuable. And if we understand that, how dare we go before God, the creator of the universe, the one that said, let there be, and there was, and we showed them that, God, I need you, but I don't want you. Still, his mercy pleads the case. God, they don't know what they're doing. They're caught up in folly. They're caught up. They are, they are drunk. They are intoxicated with pride. Don't kill them, God. Don't do with them what you would do. Second, second Corinthians, the second chapter. And this is my last verse. Anybody get anything out to, today? Second Corinthians, the second chapter says this. 14 verse. Now thanks be unto God, which always, somebody say watch, say, say which always causes us to triumph. I need somebody. Minister Donnell, can you come up here for me please, sir? Somebody say, he always causes us to triumph. Who else can I use? No, don't, don't, don't shift your eyes because I'll pick you out. <laughs> Sister Ashley, come here. She's like, I knew he was going to call me. Somebody say, he always causes us to triumph. Brother Darnell, I need you to hold this bucket and we're going to give you the blindfold come on here you trust me I ain't going to hurt you we got to get over this puff <laughs> there you go put that, put that over your eyes Now, I want to show you example. What I want you to do is a ball in your hand. And Minister Donnell is standing across from you. you you're almost right. What I want you to do, I want you to toss it in what direction you think that Minister Donnell is in. Okay? But I'm going to disorient you just a little. I ain't going to get you drunk. I'm just going to turn you a little. All right. Wherever you think he's at, I want you to toss it on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. That was real wrong. I'll let you do it again. direction I want you to do. Run, two, three. I'm using this as an example. This is what happens with us 
that when we don't consult God, when we don't humble ourselves, we are shooting shots in the dark. When we don't submit, say, God, would you help me? I know I need the score. I know I need this to be done, but God, I don't need you. And so I, I only need you in case of emergency, but I don't deem this a, 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 an emergency yet where I need you to step in. But how you know in all our ways we should acknowledge him and let him do the directing of our path? Now this time, we're going to do it, and I promise you, it's going to get in the bucket. I promise you, even in your darkness, even though you can't see, even though you, 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 are, you are hampered right now and you don't have all your, your faculties with you, I, I promise you, you're going to get it in the bucket. You believe me? Here we go. One, two, three. my grace that helped you I saw you in your weakness I saw you in your inability and it was my grace I promised you and I didn't let you down I promised you that you're gonna make it I promised you that even though you're raising that baby by yourself even though you feel like you said God when are you gonna help me God said I promised you the reason I picked you because God wanted to prophesy to you that even though you feel like you're alone and you're doing all you can to even raise your baby God said I got you if you would just trust me if you trust if you just trust me I will do what you cannot do on your own it is the grace of God somebody lift your hands right now God we thank you for grace to do what she can't do we thank you, Lord, for grace to close all the gaps. We thank you, Lord, for grace, the grace to do what she can't do, God. Close every gap. She can't be mother and father, God, but you can do what she can't do. Somebody lift your hands in this place. God said he's going to close up some gaps. God said he's going to close up some gaps. God said he's going to close up the gap. God said he's going to close up the gap. This young lady is a testament that God said, when you do all that you can do, when you trust me with everything that you got, with all your might, with all your strength, with all your trust, God said, my grace steps in. God said, I'll make up the margins. God said, God said, there is margin for error. I didn't ask you to be perfect. I asked you to have a broken spirit before me. I asked you to have a contrite heart. I asked you to just trust me instead of trusting in your own ability. Somebody lift your hands right now. We're about to go, but we're going to have a worship moment and thank God that he is closing up the margins. God is closing up the margins. God is refining what you could not do for yourself. God is refining. God said, I didn't ask you to make it happen. I asked you to trust me. I asked you to be obedient. I asked you to do what only you can do. Everybody standing. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. God said, my grace makes up the space my grace 
makes up the space. My grace, margin for error. God said there is margin for error, but I only give it to those who are humble. I only give it to those, the ones that trust me. I, God said there is margin for error. I didn't call you for, for, for perfection. My, my son Jesus was the only one who walked perfect. But I need you to bring your frail, jacked up self and submit yourself to me and obtain grace in a time of need. Come on, somebody begin to worship him in this room. Come on, say, God, I thank you, Lord, for my margin of error. I haven't done everything perfect. I haven't done everything right. I haven't crossed every T. I haven't dotted every I. But I thank you right now, God, that you have given me grace. You have given me grace. Somebody begin to thank you for grace. Come on, come on, come on. Thank you for grace. Thank you for grace. Grace, grace to raise these children. Grace to be married to that husband. Grace to, grace to start this business. Grace, Lord, to persevere. Come on. Somebody open your mouth. Y'all too quiet in this room. Grace, 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 grace. Grace, grace, grace. Grace. Grace closes the gap. Grace closes the gap. Grace makes it possible. Grace makes you look good when you really are feeling bad. Grace. Grace. Somebody say, thank you, Lord, for grace. Thank you, Lord, for grace. Grace allows you to go through that sickness. God said, there's healing at the end of it, but I need you to show people what grace looks like. I need, to, I need people to see what grace looks like. Oh, God, why am I stuck? Why did he leave me? And why did she leave me with these children? God said, I, God said, I am going to turn what the devil meant for evil. I'm going to turn it around for good. People are going to be able to see. How can you do what you do with what you have? God said, it is the grace. It is the grace of God. 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 I want everybody on the sound of my voice begin to thank Him for grace. Thank Him for grace. The more you thank Him for, the more you receive it. The more you thank Him for, the more you receive it. The more you thank Him for, the more you receive it. Lord, I thank you for unmerited, unearned grace, unearned grace, unearned grace, unearned grace. Somehow you're making it. Somehow you're persevering. Somehow you're getting through it. Somehow you're making it. Somehow the ears meet at the end of the month. Somehow God provides. Somehow you don't drown. Somehow you don't kill yourself. Let me tell you what it is. It is the grace of God. It is grace that has brought you thus far. And it is grace that will lead you on. Somebody lift your hand and say, God, thank you for grace. And whether you realize it, it's already been in operation, but it's not activated until you, until you identify it. It is not activated. It has been, it has been oper in operation passively in your life. But when you start to thanking for it, the, 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 the law of recognition, the thing that I recognize becomes real to me. The thing that I recognize becomes activated in my life. And when you, and when you recognize the favor and the grace of God, you activate it in your life. 
Come on, I want for the next 30 seconds you to thank God for grace. Come on, come on. Open your mouth and say, God, I thank you for grace being an operation. I don't know. I don't, your grace might, may not look like my grace. Your grace might not have the same DNA as my grace. But everybody needs his grace. That's it, that's it, that's it. Come on, open your mouth, open your mouth. Thank you for grace. The more you acknowledge it, the more it comes. The more you acknowledge it, the more he pours it out. The more you acknowledge it, the more it rises in your life. God, kill this pride in me. God, kill this pride in me because you oppose the prideful. But you give grace to the humble. God, kill this pride in me. Some of you need to say, God, kill this pride in me. Kill this pride in me. Lord, purify my motives. Purify my motives, God. God is not your come-up. He's your father. And I will not be used, God said. God, we thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord, that you have given us margin for error. That even though we press towards the mark, there are some times where we won't hit the mark. But thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. We thank you, Lord, that even when we're wrong and even when we're in error, your grace straightens it out and makes us win anyway. That with you, we cannot lose. With you, we cannot fall. With you, we cannot go under. With you, we cannot drown. For your grace causes us to win. God, we thank you, Lord, that I, I proclaim over every person in this room that we are winners. There is not a loser on the sound of my voice. We are winners. Because you will cause us to win. You will cause us to make the shot. You will cause us to be in victory. God, we love you. God, we bless you. God, we thank you for the margin of error that you have given us. Lord, we will no longer move in a spirit of perfection that is rooted in pride and, 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 and inadequacy. We will move forward with humility and expectation that God, you're gonna close the gap when we come to the end of our ability you will put supernatural power on top of our ability. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Come on, put your hands together if you receive the word today. Come on, come on. Call somebody and tell them God's going to give me a margin of error. Come on, tell them God's going to give me grace to cover me. To cover my mistakes, to cover my shortcomings. Somebody give God a praise.
some margin for error. Now, I'm not going to frustrate grace. We're not going to continue in seeing that grace may abound. We're not going to do that. We're not going to use it as an excuse to do wrong. I'm going to do all the right I know to do. But when I come up short, grace is going to catch me up. And it's going to deliver me to my destination. Come on, somebody give God a praise if you heard a word today. Hallelujah. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message. And we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 1030 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.